This is the Mark Milton Show with a Smash with former Department of Justice Tax Division trial attorney Mark Milton and the Smash on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Mark Milton Show with the Smash, broadcasting from the Miller Furniture Studios in Kirkwood, Missouri. Special Father's Day edition this week. Right. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to you as well. I want to give a shout out to my dad, Joe Milton, who's listening probably over in Swansea, Illinois. Happy Ah. Father's Day to a great one. Great one there. And also shout out to Miller Furniture, father-son duo, running running that operation. If you need any kind of furniture, living room, dining room, They've even got some patio stuff. Uh, you know, look up Miller Furniture, millerfurniture.com. That's M-U-E-L-L-E-R. Yep. Uh, Father's Day edition, you know, baseball talk, maybe sure. coming back. Barbecue, um, maybe. Barbecue. Pops always love to barbecue, Absolutely. Man. So things are uh, hopefully on the upswing here. And, uh, you know, last week I watched the uh, Sosa McGuire 30 for 30. Did you catch, I remember did you, catch you, that? you texted me on that. It was, uh, it brought back a lot of good memories, yeah. man. I was... 13 years old. That was, that was quite a, a run of a duel, wasn't it? It was. And, you know, I'm a Cubs fan. Yeah, I know. So, you know, growing up in Southern Illinois, I should be a Cardinals fan. It's a long story. Yeah. My grandpa was a Cubs fan later in life. Loved Harry Carey. Yeah. I fell in love with Ryan Sandberg. He was yeah. my favorite player. Right-o. Uh, actually, in first grade, I started. I changed my name to Ryan, R-Y-N-E. Started writing that on all my, all my papers. <laughs> got, a, got a call home. But uh, First game I ever went to as a kid. Was in Chicago as a kid. I must have been maybe ten years old. Was was a Cubs game. It's going to Wrigley. Whether or not you're a Cubs fan or not, yeah. it is one of the truly unique experiences yep. in all of all of sports. But uh, yeah, brought back a lot of good memories. That was really, you know, as a 13 year old Cubs fan, that season. A lot of people, you know, they didn't. They talked about this a little bit, but the Cubs actually were competitive for the first time in a mm-hmm. long time, and they made right. the playoffs that year. Mm-hmm. So they they won the wild card. On the back of Sammy Sosa, you know, yeah. 66 home runs. Yeah. And he batted like 320 with over yeah. 120 RBIs. Just a truly incredible season that he had all around. But obviously, McGuire kind of got, you know, yeah. overshadowed him with the. Right. That's what I found interesting was sort of how deferential Sosa was during that during that race. Mm-hmm. So, you know, McGuire was the one who kind of yeah. was the big star. So I remember the first time I ever met up with McGuire, I was doing spring training. Uh, for KLOU, I believe it was. Yeah, it was me and Margie Ellisor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was me and Margie Ellisor. I can't remember if it was KLOU or Mix 93.7, but they were all owned by, like, the same company. So, anyway, we're down there, spring training, and uh, so here comes McGuire down the down the hall. I got my microphone. Ellisor standing next to me. <laughs> this was great. And he don't know who I am. Mm-hmm. He so, didn't know who the smash was? Well, uh, he, he was relatively new to town, I yeah, guess. Yeah, exactly right. So he comes in and uh, walking down the hall, and I stop him and say, uh, hey, Mark, my name is Asher Ben Ruby. Everybody just calls me the Smash. I work at uh, Mix 93.7. Uh, and uh, listen, would you have about five minutes I could interview? I'll get the machine right over here. He, he said, what's your name? I said, Smash. Everybody just calls me Smash. He said, Smash. What kind of effing name is that? And walked away. <laughs> he was part of the Smash Brothers back he in was, Oakland. That's right. Yeah. So, that's which right. is also, I mean, not to get controversial here, but, you know, Tony LaRusso played a big part in this documentary. Yes. And, you know, they did touch on the steroids and, and you know, the human growth hormone and all that stuff. But what's interesting about LaRusso is, you know, he was in Oakland yeah. when the Bass Brothers started. He was around Conseco, around yeah, McGuire, right. when they were obviously using steroids. Yeah. You know, there were recent allegations of when the whole Houston Astros 
uh, sign stealing scandal yeah. came out. Jack McDowell, who pitched for the White Sox, said, "Hey, when when we when I was in Chicago with Tony Larusa yeah. as the manager, we were doing the same thing." Yeah, you know. And then he's there wow. in St. Louis. McGuire still using. I don't know. It's interesting because these players, I just find it hypocritical that you know guys like McGuire, Sosa, Clemens, Barry Bonds have sort of been blacklisted from from baseball, but then guys like Larusa who sort of profited if you will yeah. off of their success right. and the owners and all this i mean they they knew what was going on sure everyone i mean ken caminetti all those guys yeah, you know they ken were just caminetti. freaks in the 90s yeah, right they but were. but because baseball was hurting because they were coming out of the 94 95 strike right, right you know but if, i remember going to cardinal games at the old bush and after the strike you'd have like fifteen thousand people there oh yeah i mean legitimately like you could you could sit anywhere yeah. They didn't. They didn't check your tickets because they that. didn't want the lower bowl to look empty. Right. But you know, people kind of forget that it wasn't until the home run race mm-hmm. of '98 that people really started yeah. packing stadiums again. I remember going. We'd go to games two hours early just to go to batting practice. Yeah, to right see up. these guys. Yeah. We went to a game. I think it was the first. Uh, I had a cousin who got uh, who lived in Kansas City, or he married a gal in Kansas City, and and that weekend the Cubs just happened to be in Kansas City for, I think it was the first interleague series yeah. ever. And we got there early just to watch Sosa hit batting practice. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he's hitting balls literally like 450, 500 feet. Yeah. Like at Kauffman's, you know, when before they did the big renovation at Kauffman, there was a chain link fence that sort of was the exterior fence of the stadium, you know, mm-hmm. above the bleachers and all that. And I he, do was, remember he that. literally hit a ball out of the stadium out that had to be, link? yeah, like yeah. 500 feet. Wow. So, yeah, I don't know. You, you know, there's all this talk now. Baseball, are they going to come back? Will they strike next year? I mean, they've got to really be careful because, you know, there is a chance that if they do that, it could be the end of baseball as we know it. And I mean, there's a real p- possibility there. Well, to me, they ought to just sit this this whole season out. You think so? I think so. What? From a, just uh, from the, the viewpoint of they don't know what they're doing yet. They really all got it all together. And if something goes bad on the corona side, four or five games in, what you're going to do? So give it a rest for a year. How excited will the fans be when everything's clean, shall we say, and they come back spring training next year in, what, February, whenever they start, and uh, and the enthusiasm will be way overwhelming. I don't know. I, don't, I really I think baseball was all, I think baseball was already sort of on a downward downward trajectory. I think baseball's gotten so boring with the the replays yeah. uh it's home run it's feast or famine home run or, or walk or in you know, all honesty just... I, I never watched baseball until <clears throat> playoffs and i don't care which teams are in the playoffs i just know that they're going to be quote-unquote playing better and if it's the cardinals even better for you even if it's the cubs even even better but that's when i watch i don't have i don't have a summer's worth of 163 three hour to four hour games at minimum to uh to spend on that so i just kind of you know keep along and then when the playoffs come it's like who's in all right let's go cardinals yeah well no it is the season is just i've always said they should shorten the regular season and expand the playoffs because i Good think idea. it's insane to play 162 games and i know they've expanded the wild card so you know but i mean why not make that a three-game series instead of a one game and you're done yeah i know that there should be some you know, it should be harder if you're a wild card team to, to make a to make a run. But I'd much rather see those be a three game series and then I'm with you. Expand the uh, divisional series to seven because I just think seven games for baseball really allows a team to showcase all their talent in terms exactly. of their rotation, 
you know, you don't have a situation where one guy's pitching two out of five games, you know, in a five but in a five game series. It also gives you the opportunity to build a momentum you may not have within that uh, five game. Uh, right. And then the timing year. can be weird. You get a rain debt, you know, you get a rain yeah, out. Or right. It just, I would much, I think most fans would rather see a shortened season. Yeah. Longer playoffs. So it'll be interesting to see with the new uh, CBA, the collective bargaining mm-hmm. agreement that they're. You know, it's not up, I don't think, until the end of next year. But with all the negotiating going on now, I'm sure they're thinking mm-hmm. about that because why waste all this energy unless you're going to think about right sort of the future. And that's why the owners want the season. They want to have something yeah. this year because, like you said, the playoffs. Yep. Even if they do a 50-game season, they still get all the playoff revenue. In turn. Right and that's where the TV money yeah. is. The TV money, I mean, it's good for, <clears throat> you know, the local markets like here in St. Louis. Sure. Fox Sports Midwest has a you know nice. I'm sure they do well with their local TV contracts, but yeah. you know ESPN and MLB Network. I mean those games when they show during the regular season, they don't get nearly the ratings that I remember. I mean I remember Sunday Night Baseball is a big deal. Now I don't even really unless I it's remember the Cubs, Sunday Night Baseball. Right? Unless it's the Cubs, I really don't pay that close attention to it because yeah. there are so many other nationally televised games now. It's like yeah. the MLB Network will have a game on almost every night. It seems like they'll just pull from another broadcast. So, are you a believer that the just to use the term new American pastime is football? Well, I don't like. I'm I'm just totally anti NFL right now. So <laughs> and I have really? been since, yeah yeah since the rant. Because I think it's a fraud, and I think Roger Goodell is a, is <laughs> wow, a complete complete fraud. I mean, even now with that, I'll go. So yeah. I saw this week he's saying he's he's suggesting that someone should bring Colin Kaepernick back. I'm like, yeah, that okay? Why? Because be, like you you've now pulled a one. It's just like whenever exactly right. whatever's convenient for Roger in the NFL, yeah. he does right. Yeah, right. He, he quit. You know, he was. Back and forth on the kneeling, you know. They, then they tried to say you can't kneel, and now he's saying he supports the kneeling. I mean, the guy's just a fraud. And look what he how he treated St. Louis. Yeah, good point. I mean, you look at what they're doing in L.A. with Kroenke, you know, giving him a loan upwards mm-hmm. of a billion dollars. Yeah. Two, no, two billion, I think, is what it's at now mm-hmm. to fund his project. And yet they wouldn't give St. Louis an extra hundred million. Yeah. to build the stadium. Yeah, good. I mean, that's a good point. The guy too. is just a fraud. Yeah. He he is a total puppet of you know Jerry Jones. And I hope the NFL, you know, goes under. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think no, most people outside man. of that's the national pastime most pe- now. Buddy. Most people outside of St. Louis, you know, I have friends that you know all around country chicago whatever yeah. and they you know still love fantasy football they love the nfl and i just yeah it just left a really bitter taste in my mouth Did i ever tell you my roger goodell story no it's here <laughs> i got to meet roger goodell one time Did so you me, spit on your hand <laughs> close uh so me and uh, one of my best friends in, in life he's passed away now ricky mensch uh ricky was a record producer out in la and uh we were just buddies from dc and he went to la and i stuck on the east coast anyway so he and I would always talk about things and we came up with this idea about, you know, how they have in the stadiums, they always play this one song. Hey, every time the Rams would score, they would. Yeah. Do so me and Ricky said, why are they paying that guy every time they're using that song? If we created our own songs, then they would pay us and they would keep a portion of the revenue for themselves, the NFL. So we got a meeting with Roger Goodell, all right? Wow. That's because Ricky's uncle was one of the lawyers in New York, was in the office next to the NFL offices. So he knew Roger Goodell, just didn't work for him, but knew him. Through. So he got us 
a sit down with Roger Goodell. Wow. Roger Goodell. And so we went to New York, him from DC, me from St. Louis, and we went to New York and uh, we went and sat in this magnificent office with the big windows and the skyscrapers all around us and everything. And in walks three people. All right. It wasn't him. And they were his assistants. And so, uh, a little bit later, he wasn't really all that late, but he was tardy. Let me put it that way. He walks in, and it's Roger Goodell. Now, just before he walks in, Ricky, because we're at this end of the table, and they're at that end of the table. So Ricky says to me, oh, why don't you take the first pitch? I said, <laughs> I said what? <laughs> so anyway, I wound up, and Roger Goodell comes in. He looks at both of us, because we're like just a couple of commoners. <laughs> And we're sitting at that, this end of the table, and he looks at us, and he says, uh, yes, what uh, do you have for for me, fellas? I said, well, we have this idea. Da, da, da. Here it is on paper, and gave it to him. He looked at it, flipped a couple of the pages, and <laughs> put it down on the table. He said, Johnny will take care of this, and he walked out. What a jerk. And I just thought it was a business ploy. And and so he walked out, and that was it. It was kind of like him saying, "I don't want to mess." This is, and so Johnny told us to get the hell out. <laughs> <laughs> Good work. Good work. But you we guys, got to see Roger Goodell. Well, you guys, I mean, the Smash Band used to be the uh, official tailgate. Official band. tailgate. So did you guys? What was the song? It's like I don't want to work. That's what they used to play after every uh, yeah touchdown, and then they would play. Right like, on. I used to. Uh, when I first came to town, JC was doing his song Party Town, and they wanted me to do Party Town. I didn't want to do Party Town because it was JC's song. They said, no, we uh, have the rights to Party Town in case you do it. And I said, oh, okay. So I thought, okay, I don't want to get my friend mad at me, JC. And so I, I thought, what am I going to do? What am I gonna... And Todd Rungren had this song, Bang on the Drum All Day. And so I tagged that onto Party Town, and then that got big, and then we played it in the uh, in the. Budweiser Tailgate Central Tent, and it was kind of like a song to get everybody ready to go into the another one that got people really ready to go into the uh, into the dome was "You Can Call Me Out." Oh yeah, by uh, Paul uh, Simon. Paul Simon, and I don't know, it just had a chord structure, just set people off. You know, it wasn't a big football song or nothing like that, but it just people loved it. And then we had the song uh, "Got to Go to Work," yep. and that was big, and uh, we were fortunate to be able to have 12 seasons with the Rams. I know, isn't it hard to believe it was only 12? Was it only 12 seasons? That's what we got out yeah, of it. Okay. Yeah, because they were here in 96, I think. 90, yeah, and then they left yeah. in we started 2015. Up in, uh, so it was almost 20 years, I yeah, guess. We yeah. started up in 98 with them. Man, good times. Well, you are listening to the Mark Milton Show yep. with the Smash, broadcasting from the Miller Furniture Studios. Happy Father's uh, Day. Happy Father's Day to everybody out there. And, uh, you know, if you're going to listen to us, you can hear us here on 590thefan.com, Mark, themarkmiltonshow.com, and you can also download our podcast. Please become a subscriber, Apple iTunes, or wherever you uh, subscribe. Also want to give a shout-out to one of our sponsors, Ravensburg Incorporated. Right handle all your general contracting needs. They specialize in interior builds out, build-outs for companies, uh, organizations, institutions. They do a lot of the internal uh lab work uh any kind they know of know how to set up an office or a lab yeah any, any, any kind of stuff any kind of cabinet you need yeah. a movable wall system they're nice. big on movable wall systems so if you got a big space that maybe you want to break into a couple different areas yeah. for 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 work or or conferences uh they're the go-to so visit them at ravensburg.com we'll be right back in a second this is the mark milton show with the smash